You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, I don't, I don't know if you recognize this or not, Shannon, but the uh, we're not but like a couple of months away from the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Can you believe how fast it's approaching? Yeah, it's, it's going to be around the corner uh, pretty quick. So it's I mean, June 23rd to the 26th, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, this is a four-day uh, getaway with Shannon and I and here in the Dallas area right by the Galleria. And if you are not on board, uh, what's the problem? I mean, come on. <laughs> come join us. Uh, it's what gonna are you be, waiting for? It's going to be a great, fantastic four days away Um that we are almost full last I saw as far as count goes. So if you want to join us, join us because registration will close down as we get a little bit closer and we got to make sure we know how many are there and get all that stuff squared away. So head to sexymarriageradio.com. You'll find more information, but uh, those of you that aren't coming, Hey, welcome for joining us every week. Anyway, I I still love it that, that we get a chance to, to speak into a lot of people's ears and a lot of people's cars mm-hmm. and a lot of people's homes and then their bedrooms and even heard times where we spoke into people's ears in the midst of sex, which is kind of crazy to think about, but, um, <laughs> okay. That's weird. Well, I mean, yeah, when, when people say it's like, I hear your voices in my head yeah. telling me what I should and shouldn't yeah, It's not do. that we call that, people that in the middle of creepy. sex. Yeah. We don't call people in the middle of sex. Say, okay, hold on. Here's what you should do. You know, no, we don't game plan that kind of stuff for you. But there's we, not enough money in the world <laughs> to pay us to do that. <laughs> speak for yourself, girl. Um, okay, so this, if, if you would like to let us know what's going on or questions or thoughts you've got, we love hearing from our listeners. Uh, you can send those, e- email us at, at the show at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, leave us kind of, any kind of reviews, comments. That helps us climb the charts where we still hover in the top 10 most of the time in the sexuality category, which is fantastic. And speaking of the many ears, what are the latest on numbers? Like, are are we still up around the 100,000 downloads a month? Mm -hmm. We are. Blows my mind. We have our listeners to thank for that. I mean, that's... Yeah, we do. Because I hear from people... I'm paraphrasing an email that came in um, not too long ago of a lady that has come across the show. She's binge listened. She loves it. And she's referred every one of her married children to the show. And and, and we've that's just and, great. And we've heard from people. Yeah, we've heard from people who like teach Sunday school classes or have small groups in their home that they've been telling people about the show. And also just want to remind everybody that if they will become a member of the Bed Buddy Club, even at the most basic level at the French Kiss Club, which is only how much per month? 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks a month that we will send you postcards that you can just distribute to your friends. And we will also send you bumper stickers that you can put wherever would be most visible. And that would be a great passive way to tell people about the show and get them get them binge listening too. Love the binge listeners. Okay, so... Here's, here's something, you know, we are 200 and I can't even think of the count number into Sexy Marriage Radio. It's been four and a half years that this show has been in existence. Wow. And we're, we're doing something today we have never, ever talked about on the show. We are. Yes. The topic we got tonight, today is, is it's never been touched on. Okay. 
And well, I mean, I, I would I would like to think that there's lots of topics that we have yet to touch yeah, on. We just yeah. listeners all those to our attention yep. so we can put them on the docket. But uh, Corey, before we get into our topic, can I just can I just say that this is one of the most exciting weeks of my entire life? Uh oh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah, can I just tell you what is happening this week? Let's hear it. Okay. Well, currently, as of today, um, I'm on the campus of Liberty University speaking to, um, to my alma mater. That's where I got my master's in counseling from Liberty. So Monday, I spoke to students at Liberty. Tuesday, I did a fantasy fallacy global webinar for pastors and counselors all over the world to be exposed to this information to help them understand why people think and fantasize in the directions that they do. On Wednesday, I did a sexual abuse workshop uh, to be sent out to counselors who are part of American Association of Christian Counselors. That's who's hosting me here this week. And then tomorrow I will be doing a global webinar on how to build your counseling or coaching practice through speaking and writing. And then Friday, I fly to New York where my daughter is having her senior art exhibit. She is finishing her graduate degree with a master's in fine arts. And our son is also graduating with his bachelor's in business management. Awesome. The following week. So it's like all three of us are having this really phenomenal season of our lives. Awesome. And I just want to do a big shout out to my kiddos and say how proud I am well of them. Done. I, yep. I do think that they listen to the show once in a while. Well but done. Maybe, maybe they'll pick this one. That'd be awesome. And they yeah, hear, it, they yeah. hear it straight out. Yeah. So I am tickled pink. I'm tickled pink at all that God is doing these days. Um, yeah, you but got a chance of, to work that word in. I like it. Thank, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> got to give you a segue to work on there. <laughs> no. So here's, here's, here's the topic, because I think this is something that uh, probably more couples than we recognize or realize may have an issue with. And that's the whole idea of ticklishness and how it can derail intimacy. Yeah, it's one thing to be tickled pink that you're having sex. It's another thing to be so ticklish that you yeah. can't even have sex. Yeah. yeah or okay. even, it, it, but it, again, it's not even to that degree to where we have to talk on the extremes. I mean, this was, this was, this came from an email that, that came in um, a couple, you know, a month ago, over a mm -hmm. month ago. Mm -hmm. And he was, I love it because the title, the title of it was ticklishness and intimacy. Is there a solution? And I'm going to say right at the outset, yes. There is. So you, yeah, I hear that you have studied this a lot more than I have. Well, so I'm really my, eager to hear your yeah, thoughts. And, and I, I got to give credit because you guys, you know, hopefully our listeners know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to espouse something that's not mine and not let people know it's not mine. You know, that, that <laughs> this is, this is Schnarch's work because he's done a lot of work in the whole area of ticklishness and noxious touch is, mm -hmm. is actually a chapter in his book, Intimacy and Desire. So that's where a lot of this is coming from. Mm -hmm. but it's also just from the experience I've had uh, with Pam and then with some clients of just mm -hmm. talking about this issue with people because the email, I love it because he got real involved as far as just laying out the scenario because his, his whole thing is his wife is ticklish, really ticklish. Yeah. And so it, he'll a light brush on her side, her thigh, her neck, her stomach, her feet, her calf, the small of her back can cause her to flinch. So it's not necessarily just ticklishness now. We're also just talking about touch, mm -hmm. light touch, tickle touch, something like that, that, that it, can, it can be a mood killer, right? Okay. 
Well, I would think so for both people because you know the one getting tickled sure is you know can be shut down. But even if they're just flinching out of you know out of just ticklishness, but not necessarily turned off. I think that the, the, that body language sends the message to the one doing the tickling of, I don't want you to be doing that. Right. Or the touch. Yeah. The touch breaks the connection. And now all of a sudden you're mapping each other differently and it can ruin what's going on because one person, even the person that flinched may not have lost connection. Like you're talking about the person that did the touch could have. And Mm -hmm. now it's, how do you reestablish? So it's recognizing it. And so when we're talking about the whole concept of touch, I think it's, let me just kind of give a blanket statement to start and tell me if you agree with this, Shannon. Okay. In, in general, what I've come across is men, how does it, let me make sure I phrase it right. In general, men have this, the problem of they touch too lightly okay. when, they, when the wife wants them to touch more firmly. Okay. And women touch too firmly when the husband wants her to touch more lightly. Do you think that there's a psychology to that? Well, it's it's we touch the way we would want. And so Okay, if, that's it. If, yeah, if if I want to be touched a little more lightly, that's kind of that's probably how I'm, my default mode is going to be. Mm-hmm. Of I'll just touch more lightly. And and my wife's like and I love it because she's actually adap- adapted the phrase of uh touch like a man. You know, give me I need <laughs> I need some firm. I need I need some strength there. I you like know, it rough. Something like that of just like I need to feel you. Don't brush by me. You know, that kind of a thing when it comes to the way I would touch her. So mm-hmm. it's recognizing there has to be some some give and take in the sense of some communication between you on, okay, hold on. How do you really like to be touched? Because when you're talking about ticklishness, there are certain areas that are gonna be more ticklish than others. And everybody would know what their areas are. Right. Not just because of experience. Yeah. But I think that it it's not just the places that are, you know, more sensitive. I think that it's also where your mind is when you're being touched. Because I know that I had one client that her big thing was she did not want her husband touching her nipples because she just felt like they were just that it was just it tickled her and she didn't she didn't like the sensation. I asked her, I said, Okay, you have five children. Did you breastfeed your children? Well, of course, for a year each. Okay, well, what is the difference between attaching a child to your breast and letting your husband attach himself to your breast, either with his mouth or his fingers? It, she she realized that it was when she was in a sexual state of mind that it was ticklish, but when she was in a mommy state of mind, it wasn't. Okay. Um, and so are there things that you can do to switch gears in your brain to control your sensitivity to something. Yes. Okay. There Unpack are. those. Because, and, and again, <laughs> that's where I, I'm glad you went there because this whole thing, the cure to this all starts in the brain. Okay. Because your brain's wired based on conditions from prior. There's grooves okay. in, you know, there's grooves in your brain that the neurons are going to, fo- they'll just follow by default because of the rewi- mm-hmm. the wiring. So to to confront this, it, it, it involves rewiring of your brain. And okay. I don't mean electric shock. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean marriage rewiring. It's it's an intrapersonal thing that you do it together because you can't tickle yourself. That's true, right? So that's true because your mind knows where your hand is already going, so you can't right. tickle yourself. 
So the way you start doing this is you have to learn how do I get control of self without breaking connection with my partner. Mm-hmm. And if I break connection, how do I calm myself back down to then be able to reestablish connection? So to, to set a framework, and I can't go too deep in this because we just don't have a lot of time. But okay. if you if, uh, go back into the archives on the Collaborative Alliance, do you remember that yeah. show? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's your, fr- that's your path that forward. Far back. Right, that's your path forward. I'll even put a link on it in this show. If you go okay. to sexy marriage radio for this episode. So that's the, that's your path forward is learning. How do I maintain an alliance with my partner so that I can start to confront this? And so usually, and I'm, I'm just going to do this with the wife is the ticklish one because that's what the emailer, that's what our listeners emailed in. It can be possible. The husband is so that this is a non-gender kind of a thing, but for sake of our discussion, let's go male, female. It's just easier. So the easiest way I know to do this, and this is what I've counseled couples to do is first off, this, this is done eyes open. This is not about focusing on sensation. This is about focusing on connection. So you Mm -hmm. look at each other while this is going on. And and generally speaking, you want to try to work out a way so that the wife is laying on her back that's the easy okay. if you if you are extremely ticklish you can do on your front cuz a lot of times a wife a woman is more ticklish on the front than she is on the back and okay. usually that has to do with there's a whole lot more stuff that's more sensitive on the top than there is more nerve endings right than there sure. is on the back of her so mm-hmm. it's she's more protective and so sometimes ticklishness is a protection mechanism sometimes it's something that's geared as a child that you it was it was an abuse kind of a thing I mean, I've even heard people or their families, the tickling went on until somebody wet themselves. Yes, that's exactly what I you thought know? of. And it's like, or couldn't breathe and right. it hurt. Yeah. And so it's recognizing there's a line to when ticklish, ticklishness is a good thing and then it turns into a cruel thing. And a lot yeah. of times couples where they are having issues with this when it comes to their sexual, their sex life, that has to be explored within themselves of, Okay, what am I bringing? What's the meaning I've attached to this? That whenever he moves his hand to my inner thigh, I all of a sudden flinch and get ticklish. Now all of a sudden it's more invasive. And that could be something that has nothing to do with sex. It just has to do with the way ticklishness and power How it and works. vulnerability was done in my family. So it's just mm-hmm. recognizing that's got to go on. But regardless of what that is and the meaning of it, you can still do stuff in the real time to deal with it. And a lot of that comes down to you work out established times where she's on her back. He's beside her. She can be clothed. usually best if, if she's naked, maybe not fully keep panties on, but, or as, or as we say here in Texas, naked, naked. Yep. Uh, so turn the heat up. So it's comfortable. So that way you have a, you're not worried about, chills so you can actually Mm -hmm. just kind of learn to relax and so to start you both calm yourself way down because there's usually going to be some anxiety surrounding this whole thing because it's something new so maybe some deep breathing right this is some uncharted categories of 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 water for each of you and together so you're you're Mm -hmm. exploring new territory because you can try to conquer something okay so you then you work out it's his hand moves across her body that's not in sexual areas yet so this is belly this is neck shoulders Shoulders. arms thighs are okay but you're staying away from genitalia and breasts 
Okay. And you have to make sure what as as husbands what you're doing is you're doing predictable collaborative kind of touch so that she's able to follow you and her, your hand in a predictable manner. And so that hmm. could be like a pattern that you maybe set up of I'm going to go across the belly, then I'm going to go down a thigh, and then I'm going to come up to a shoulder, and you follow that. So her mind starts getting used to some predictability because that's the whole thing that a lot of times we flinch because it was something unpredictable. Okay. And I just wasn't ready for it. And if, okay. my, brain, if my brain has been wired to where unpredict- unpredictability is ticklish or flinching, that's where I'm now all of a sudden I'm just gone down that path in my brain. And so I have to recognize, okay. nope, I need to steer it back to dealing with real time. And this is done while gazing upon each other. That's okay. where eyes open is better because now you're, you're, you're watching each other and mapping each other as you go. Yes, ma'am. I and I would see, think that that would build trust. Well, no, I, I would think that would definitely build trust that you're watching the person right. while they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Cause, it, cause this is, you're working as a team that, so the husband has to put aside the agenda of, I can't wait to get to a breast and I can't wait hmm. to get in your panties and I can't wait to, d- and, and change this to where, no, no, this is deeper touch for both of us to learn how do we both calm ourselves down and connect. Right. Because a lot of times, anytime you connect with somebody, there's a spike of anxiety. You know, sure. You have a moment of meeting with somebody and it's, you're going to have a moment of profoundness or depth or, and anxiety is usually around that. So developing the trust and developing a pattern of predictability in the mind that it, she can kind of track it, right. that's going to desensitize her to the ticklishness response. Right. And, and does this work the other way around too, I assume? Because sometimes it's the man who's ticklish. I mean, let's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, sensitivity is not a gender thing. It's, no, and that's, yeah. that, that's right. Yeah, I mean, because this is where she can start the touch. Yeah. That, that she then, and, and you usually are going to start with the areas that are less ticklish. So you don't go to the sides of the stomach or the uh, up on the, beside the breast. The or, rib cage. So, yeah, the rib cage, some of those areas. So you, you stay away, f- you stay at the, the more muscular area. So you got the top of the thighs, the calves. But if you're doing a firm present touch, this isn't hard, but it's firm. It's noticeable as okay. far as the touch. Um, if that does not work, something that can do that, that she can do that kind of help edge into it is she could put her hand on his and help guide it with the touch. Because now all of a sudden she can't touch her brain. She can't, knows. she can't tickle herself. Yeah. But she's doing it with a different hand. And so now he has to learn how do I adjust pressure? How do I go light, hot, soft, whatever is needed and warranted? To where now all of a sudden we're starting to track each other better. But the, the goal here is to get it to where you're not guiding his hand. He's doing it and you're following him mm-hmm. and knowing kind of what's going on because he's engaged and present. Okay. So, so it's the depth of connection here. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm totally tracking you. Okay. Totally tracking you. Um, and I don't want to cut the conversation short because if there's other things that you want to unpack about ticklishness, let's keep going. But I do also wonder about the flip side of this dynamic. Okay. Which is what? For for some people, the ticklishness is not the issue. For some people, it's 
they feel as if the person is too rough with them. Right. That it it's painful. Yep. And nothing can derail sexual arousal like pain. I mean, some people like pain. Some right. people find that arousing. But there are lots of other people. I think there are more people who don't than do. Um, but when your partner he has a tendency to be too rough, mm-hmm. what practical advice do you have? Well, to- I think I think the same kind of uh, uh, activity could work in the sense of rather than I'm trying to now cure uh, sensitivity or flinching, I'm trying to teach my partner depth of touch, firmness mm-hmm. of touch, lightness of touch. I'm trying to guide. Lightness of touch. Right. I'm try- right. Well, and because it's, it's, the, it's that idea of how do you maintain a connection and, and not throw somebody off one way or another? Because, you know, too hard is, is too much, too soft is – is too much, you know, so it's how do I find that ground that fits and works for both of us? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you could have a preference, you you know, you could have a relationship where he wants to do really firm and she doesn't. And well, okay. Just because he wants to go really firm doesn't mean he's wrong. It just means it's not going to work as well for her. So maybe you both need to give on right. How do we both learn this? And so it's important to note, and this is where the collaborative Alliance information comes in, in really well is, so you practice this a little bit, and this is kind of a regular thing. This is this is a regular occurrence that this isn't in lieu of sex. This isn't as foreplay. This is a set aside. I need to learn to do this because in my mind, I will learn how do I calm myself down because then when something happens and you're having sex or you're doing this exercise and it doesn't go well and you and you flinch or you get ticklish, it's how do I calm myself back down? and reconnect that's the goal i don't let just a flinch ruin it because that's what happens where so he was too rough she was too rough and now all of a sudden i've lost my drive well wait do just because bodily i've lost my drive does that mean mentally i need to Mm, or emotionally right so i maybe i shift gears and we reestablish an alliance to where there is a connection that allows me to, to see eye to eye again and to be present, to be seen, to, to let what I'm wanting be known and, and see where it goes from there. Yeah. The, the two ideas that come to my mind is that whether it's you want someone to touch you harder or softer, maybe to have a scale, maybe you just take an opportunity to put as much pressure as you can, just with your fingertips, nothing else, just with your fingertips, um, on a particular body part and hard as you can is the 10 and as soft as you can is a one and maybe somewhere in the middle is a five. Okay. And that way, when you're in the act of making love, maybe just toss out a number, you know, of you know, seven or eight okay. or two or three, okay. because here's the thing. I know that for a woman's monthly cycles, it's going to determine how sensitive her nipples especially are. There are times sure. of the month where her nipples are extremely sensitive and she only wants a one or a two. And there are other times when they're not sensitive at all. And she maybe want an eight or a nine. Right. Um, so to develop some sort of communication skill to where you can ask for what you need or, or tell right. your partner what you need without it. But you have to remember that your partner can't read your mind and mm-hmm. they're not in your body. So they don't know how sensitive you are on any given day. And so the idea of getting angry with your partner right. for knowing how to touch you is really unfair. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to add a caveat to that, that disagrees some because okay. it's not that they can't read their, you can't read their mind. 
but you can track their mind. If you, because the depth of connection I'm talking about here on an eye to eye kind of thing, because you you've been with Greg long enough to know that some it, this could take it out of sex even just just doing life together where you're kind of a reading each other as life is unfolding, right? That it's like, oh, I know where you are, and you know mm-hmm. where I am. And we both kind of got our own stuff we're doing, and it's all collaborative towards something that we've got in mind as a goal. So it's, it's being able to, when you have a connection, that I, in, in a sense, I can read your mind because I know you. And, and I know, but the thing I like about it that I'm going to agree with you on is, and I also know you to the depth that if I'm doing something wrong, I know you're going to now tell me. You're not just going to grin and bear it. You're not going to act like it's not happening. You're going to speak up and you're going to say, be authentic. You're going to say, no, hold on. I mean, because I've heard before on the whole cycle kind of a thing, I've heard uh, the nipples are off limits tonight, babe. You know, and mm-hmm. it's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Dang it. Because I'm a, those rules. Yeah, dang it. Because I'm a <laughs> breast man. I love those things. But, you know, it's okay. I, thank you. Because now I know I don't want to do something that's going to cause hurt, hurt or harm or pain or displeasure and so i'm sorry i'm laughing but i heard a comedian say one time you know what a breast man he is and he says ladies i don't know how you aren't walking around playing with those all the time if you're carrying them if they're strapped onto your body yep. you have to want to play with them all the time i don't know that that even registers on us most of the probably time. not yeah it, no it wouldn't but it's just the idea that that, that this whole thing if if you will both collaborate together on this that's your cure for it yeah. because you, you you create something that only the two of you mount uh, and, and conquer it's not just one person because it's not like okay you know what i'm just going to train myself to be less sensitive and so i'm just going to touch Good myself more that. lightly and i'm going to do you still it doesn't matter because your mind knows so, so you're saying it has to be done collaboratively it does and so this is a relational dynamic yep that creates the ticklishness, therefore it's a real, or the pain, therefore it's a relational dynamic that's going to balance things out and help you to get comfortable. Yep. And so the other thing to add that's worth noting is a lot of times, because you mentioned use a finger to, to get your gauge, and I, that's, I like that idea, but a lot of times when you're doing touch, you don't want to do fingers, you want to do palm, because mm. that's, that's a more firm, it's, you're talking about a broader scope of what you're touching, so mm-hmm. it's not one nerve ending, it's a lot. And that helps the brain kind of soften some mm. of the some of the whole process of how you're trying to rewire it. And then this specifically yeah. gets into more detail when you're talking about genitalia sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Because there's in the in the book Intimacy and Desire that Schnarch wrote, it's his most recent, he uses a couple uh, as an example in every one of his chapters he does case studies. It's just to kind of help talk about the concept. And so in it, he talks about um she had a sensitivity to her pubic hair being touched by his fingers. It would always make her uh, flinch and be tick. It wasn't necessarily ticklish. It was kind of annoying. You know, it okay. was flinching. And so he he calls it palm on genitalia approach, where you actually put your palm completely over her vulva and labia and mm-hmm. everything, and you just give firm pressure. Hmm. And what can happen is if you're both engaging each other through this in the book, in the story, I love it because he, he talks about they started doing this and what she started doing was kind of grinding into his palm. And that was her taking charge of the whole thing, not him trying to penetrate her. You right. Know, it was her 
in charge of her in the midst right. of sex, which isn't that kind of the whole goal, fellas? Isn't that what we want from a it's wife? For a woman to take charge it's, of her pleasure. It's for a woman to seek what she wants and sometimes use you as the the gym equipment, <laughs> you know, or, 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 or whatever it is, the apparatus, you know, but just that's the whole thing is just, it's, it's learning. This is a joint thing, but we each play a role and that's our path forward. I think because ticklishness, oftentimes it's a result of somebody's trying to invade. Somebody's right. crossing the line. Somebody's punishing. Somebody's ch- cruel. Somebody's yeah. it's power. And so it's learning. No, no, no. I can take charge of me if I calm myself down and learn. Here's the power I've got. Right. And, and here's the final thought that I have on this topic is you said that you know, it's impossible to tickle yourself. And so going back to the woman who doesn't have a problem breastfeeding five children for a year each, but gets ticklish if her husband touches her, maybe it would be helpful for her to stimulate her own nipples for a few minutes until the point that she gets aroused and then her husband taking over from there that it kind of builds a bridge between okay. where she was and where she needs to be in order to share that activity okay. with him. Maybe, but I, I want this whole thing to recognize this isn't about arousal to me. This is about depth of connection okay. with each other. This is, this is about something that's much more profound. But I than, think that depth of connection sex. goes, but I think depth of connection goes even deeper when you're both aroused. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll grant you that, but it also could get shot down just as fast because anxiety always surrounds sex. Yeah. And yeah. so if you start to lose it, then all of a sudden, uh, you, then you have this indictment that's about everything when in reality, no, hold on. This is, this is about getting to the points where you can look somebody in the eye and they read you and you read them and you're both accurate. Right. You know, and you're both yeah. on the same page and you, and you kind of recognize, you know what? This is you and I's journey together. This is, this is something that no one else has. Yeah. And yeah. Makes it special. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's something there that that's worth and exploring, may, I think. And you may not master it in the short term, but to make it a long-term goal. Right. What a great thing. To work right. For. Cause this is a process. And if you want more, uh, seriously, pick up David Schnarch's book, Intimacy and Desire. It's one of the last chapters on ticklishness and noxious touch. And it's worth reading. The whole thing is worth reading. It's cr- I love. If you haven't listened to the show, you don't. I mean, <laughs> he's he's the he's the theorist I follow. We know that you're his best groupie. Yeah, and so uh, he has some fantastic work, as far as I'm concerned. So this is just something I think I would love to know from listeners. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Is this something that applies to your relationship? And then more importantly. If you try this, I want to know what happens. Or does if it, you have other ideas does it that work? would work even right. better. We'll does it work? The does topic. it not? Let, let us know. Send us an email. Feedback at sexymergeradio.com. So, all right. We, we did it. A whole topic that has not been addressed. Let's, we can check that one <laughs> off the list, and I'm sure there's a bunch of others still. So. One of many more to come. I'm sure. I'm no sure pun intended. <laughs> well... Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it leads us to our area in the DFW area, June 23rd to 26th. Come join us at the getaway. And yep, we'd love to see you. If you can't, I get it, but thank you for listening to us. So, Yep, we love you for listening. See you next time. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples.
Learn more at sexymarriageradio.com by clicking on the purple button.